up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Oh, man. I, I can't believe training camp is actually next week. Like, that kind of yep. the puzzle. And the fact that we all kind of thought that there was a chance that they would postpone this, considering that COVID numbers are spiking and they're higher than they've ever been, that the NFL – I mean, first off, we're stupid for actually thinking the NFL cared about the players or uh, or the media that have to cover this team. They don't care. This, this thing is going off next week, and there's nothing really that's going to happen unless there's a – total wave of sicknesses that affect the players and the coaching and the media, this thing is going to go. It's, there's nothing you actually can do at this point. Right? Well, you see, they've created a new um, – what's the new thing that they've created for the players to put on their, their uh, helmets? The new – some shield or some shit. Did y'all see that? So I not, saw not, that. Not, not just with your face mask. I'm just speaking to the players' point on the field. Like, they created something to – some type of new shield to stop from like spit flying all this other shit. And I'm like, you mean to tell me that's the best thing that y'all came up with when you gonna have these players running at each other full speed? I saw that for 60 minutes, the, and you think that's supposed to protect them from catching the virus? But you, you've had four months to try to figure something out, waiting for this day where you had to roll something out, and, and the best the you could do was it, was this Sub Zero Scorpion ass face mask? Like, no, this shit's not gonna fucking work. It's oh my god. Anyway, we'll talk about the Redskins and camp first. Let's just talk about Madden. Obviously, we have to talk about Madden. I'm looking at the rankings right now. I think last year, the best ranking was Trent Williams, who didn't even play for us. And he was like a 92. Uh, I'm going to read off the top 10 players on the Madden ranking. Sheriff is an 87. Ionidas is an 86. I'm sorry, Kendall Fuller is an 86. Kerrigan's an 84. Eh. Deron Payne, 83. Big Tress. Tressway got an 82. Allen got 82. McLaurin's an 82. That's criminal. Guys got 81. Landon Collins is 81. I, I don't know the overall rankings for the Redskins as a whole. I would imagine it's not good. But, uh, Corey, you still play Madden at all? Or not Not really? I haven't played it in a while. I've, I've been meaning to get back to it. But I just my team is so shitty, I don't really want to play the game. Yeah. Cliff, I, I know you got an Xbox. You play Madden at all anymore? <clears throat> I, I mean, I don't really play it anymore. I, like, I have it. I got the new Madden. Mm-hmm. Like, the latest Madden with Mahomes on the cover. Yeah, but the game is so—it's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I wish it was like a better, like actually a better game. So I don't really play it that much. Right. Honestly, I haven't played it maybe in like a year myself, and I don't have a, a PlayStation or Xbox. The last every time I go to my little nephew's house, I play in Madden, and I just can pick it up because I played Madden for twenty-five years. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm used to just picking up the sticks and be able to beat somebody in Madden. They need to do more to the game. And especially these player rankings, like, I get that you want to give, let's just take Ryan Kerrigan, for example, an 84 based on the strength, and he's been good for a while. But how the hell is Terry McLaurin an 82? Like, how, like, how is that? Like, how did y'all watch this man all last year and give him an 82 ranking? Oh, no, but some of that's because the team stinks. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, that, that's what no, I'm saying. No, but you, you have to think about it. You have to, like, this is how people got to think about it. If the team stinks in real life, but then we're giving some of these players like super high ratings, then the team will not be bad in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have to do it. Like your your overall rating is going to be somewhat relative to how good your team is, because the team has to have an overall rating. Right. You know what I'm saying? True. No, I, I hear you on that. I hear you on that. I. Let me let me correct myself. I hear you in that on in theory. I do hear you on that. But I feel like the individual player rankings need to be better. And I think that's a complaint that a lot of Madden players and gamers have on this game. Not only this game, but, like, 2K. Is that the player rankings are so inconsistent. It's like you have players who are clearly either on, like, the downswing of their career versus players like McLaurin who are on the upswing and one's rated way higher than one. Like, it's clear that this player doesn't have it anymore, like, how are they getting ranked this high? And how is a player who's ascending like a rocket this low? It just doesn't make any sense. I know he, I know he hasn't played a game yet, but I wonder what they rated uh, Chase Young at. I think Chase Young was 80. 
Now, see, that's crazy. No, nah, have... it's but guys, it's gotta be. So your rating, like people gotta stop looking at the rating like it's just one based on like one thing, like how good you are. The rating has to be like relative to everything else. Okay. So unless McLaurin was like DeAndre Hopkins level receiver individually, he's not going to have a high rating. I'm glad you said that because I actually do have some comps for McLaurin right now, like in terms of like Madden rating. There are some players on teams that were bad that got very similar ratings to McLaurin for Tyler Boyd. How are you in 83? How are you ranked higher than McLaurin? You guys lost more games than us. But he's been in the league longer. Like, these things all matter. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, not based on one thing. So, of course, like, an older player, people are pissed about the Gronk rating, but it's like, okay, then if he's not good, they'll just adjust the rating. So, everybody relax. But it's still crazy that Gronk had a year off cliff, and he's back, and they put him at a 95. Like, yeah, you know why? Because he's the greatest tight end ever. No argument. So, we got to, like, there is a lot, there's a matter of, like, prestige placed on certain players. Mm -hmm. You earn that prestige. Gronk is the greatest player at his position, arguably, ever. Yeah, I hear that. Nah, you're right. He can't be at 80. Come out here and put up 14 touchdowns. Nah, he's still a great player. Injuries aside, the guy, when he's healthy, is a 95. I don't see the issue here. Nah, I I don't have an issue with that. But how could you? He took a year off. You think he's going to come out and all of a sudden be bummy? Like, he's still Gronk. He's still the greatest tight end to ever live and was playing at an extremely high level the last time we saw him. Like, I don't yeah. think a year off is going to affect him that much. In fact, honestly, I think that him playing with more weapons, like having guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin around him is going to make him even better. Yeah, not being the only weapon like he was in New England at times. Exactly. Yeah. Like, people act also- like Gronk is 35. Like, how old is Gronk? He's, he can't be older than 30, right? He's like 31. Man, he's gonna cook. Gronk about to cook down there. Oh, Gronk, gonna, yeah. Gronk is gonna fucking kill. Like people are, are tripping. Like, Gronk, just, Gronk just turned thirty-one. Did they remember that Gronk made that play in the, the AFC title game? People just forget <laughs> that. Oh man, on, on that fourth down. But um, Gronk is a dog. Mm-hmm. You also forget that the ratings are also relative to the franchise mode, right? So Boyd can be eighty-three, but his rating will be eighty-three. And not increase as fast as McLaurin's will. Right? So at the end of the season, McLaurin will probably have a higher rating than Boyd. Like, what it means right now is not important. Now I hear you on that. These things in real time. Yeah. Week one, McLaurin goes eight for a buck fifty on Darius Slay's ass. Two tutties. (laughs) Madden ratings up to 87. Right. Right. Because, right. like, we can't, we can't be a 3-13 and 13 team with, like, a 70 rating on Madden, but, like, five of our players have a 90 rating. Like, it doesn't – it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, no, I hear you. I always, I always find it kind of funny when you see NFL players when the Madden rankings come out and they take that shit, like, to heart. They take it personally. It's like, hilarious. It's so funny, though. It is super funny. I know that Haskins got a 70 <laughs> on in Madden, uh-huh. and I know that he's seen it. I know that he's going to – just add it to the list. Well, Add did y'all it. see um, Kyler Murray when he was on first take? Not to get yes. sidetracked. Sure but did. They told and they thought he, he's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the that's wild. Like, that's yeah, man. That's disrespectful as hell. <laughs> Come on, bro. Okay, put no seventies next to Kyler's name. Kyler was like, okay, I got you. Kyler. I thought y'all. He was. I thought y'all was joking. Yeah, he was genuinely hurt. <laughs> he was genuinely hurt. Mm. Kyler is a fucking dog. Look, not to get sidetracked, but they I know you saw Ramsey put up a quote. He's like, Man, I don't care that I'm not a 99 because I'm gonna just make myself 99 anyway on the game. So fuck what y'all talking right, about. Right, right. Like, what's the matter? <laughs> which which is the right attitude to have. That's right. That should be the attitude to have. Right. But it, it, it's just funny, like y'all do know this is a video game, right? Like <laughs> here we are talking about getting upset about Washington's rankings, and then we're talking about NFL players shouldn't be if, upset. If anyone but, should have an issue, it's Lamar Jackson, because I'm still trying to determine how they feel. Lamar's speed is like 94, 95. Like, how do you determine that his speed is at a 99? Not saying it should, but uh, w- what makes you think it's a 94? I'm just trying to understand. But the, ni- the 99 speed is like a special. <laughs> well, right? Like, it's supposed to be like. It's supposed to be. It's like a big deal when you get 99 speed. Absolutely. Remember that right. one year when they gave Hester 100? Hester had 100? Yeah. Hester yeah. 100. Yeah. He gave Hester yeah. 100. Like, God damn. You said they gave Ruggs a 98 in speed? I was like, 
I mean, I know he's fast as hell, and he's going to be, but he has, hasn't played in a game yet. Like, they yeah. did my boy uh, Bobby he's... Wagner dirty because last year he was a part of the 99 club. This year they made him 98. Mm. So what did what in his game made you put him a 98 this year? Mm. Like, that's foul, bro. Come on, man. Bobby Wag, top mm. of MLB. Who's a 99 this year? It's only Mahomes. Mahomes and Donald. Uh, no, this McCaffrey. McCaffrey's in the, I'll pull McCaffrey. it up. Hold up. Huh. Did my man Bobby Wag dirty, man. Honestly, you know what I would play? I'd probably play like a NFL simulation, like a franchise mode game that's similar. I don't know if you all have ever heard of Football Manager. Yeah. It's like this. Yeah, I would. I would like Football Manager is like this soccer version for people that don't know. It's mm-hmm. like a mass simulator, super in depth, like super detailed, like front, like a front office manager game. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, like you will play that shit for hours. Like I, I used to at least. Y'all about to make me go back out here and buy a NFL, system. <laughs> if there's something like that for the NFL, I would definitely play something. Yeah. All right. Here's the 99 club. Ready? All right. Yeah. Mike Thomas, 99. Stephon Gilmore, 99. Aaron Donald, 99. Uh, who else? McCaffrey, 99. Pat Mahomes, 99. And I believe that's it. I think that's the list. Damn. Mom's a 99 forever. Yeah. If there's anybody that deserves to be a 99 and just put that shit in, in on wax for the next 10 years, him, please. What was your thing of that deal? All the deals that Mahomes got? Yeah. I think that was right much. Yeah, much deserved. Right. And the fact that he took that also allows them to still be able to sign some of his teammates. Like you saw Chris Jones just get paid. Mm-hmm. People said he shouldn't have took that long, long-term deal, but... Mahomes, you get in that bag. He's going to get it. Right. So, in the end, it's, it's going to work out well for him, and he's going to be able to keep that roster good. Yeah. You know. Good move. You know, sometimes people are just like, oh, the player should just get the most money possible. When, like, that's not the only thing it's about. <laughs> right? Like, Mahomes' is legend is a – Mahomes is a chance to be the greatest quarterback ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. The only way he's going to be able to do that is if the Chiefs stay good and if he stays on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And that'll be part of whether he gets put in that in that area, right? Yep. In order for the team to be really good, he needs to take a contract that can help them do that. Yeah. Or or does he end up like Rodgers? Like, yep. Like, Rodgers ain't been back since. Nope. I mean, that's... that's... Sound reasoning. I don't understand why some people have a problem with that. Like, I'm trying to win as many championships as possible. The money's going to come. I'm out of starving. So why not do a team-friendly deal that allows them to keep some of my teammates to help me win around? Like, right. like, no, like I don't care what you said. Like, the Chiefs defense hasn't been great. But Chris Jones is probably the second or third best interior pass rusher next to Aaron Donald great and TJ Watt, mm-hmm. like, in the league. Like, keep them around. They're about to lose them. Now, because of this contract, they can. Yep. It doesn't make sense to actually wave your great teammates goodbye so you can get paid. Like, aren't you trying to win or not? Like, what's Had up? my man, Big Red Andy Reid. Andy said, man, I probably coach into my 70s now. I'm good. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> so, that man gave him a new lease on life. Uh-huh. Oh, Andy Reid is going to coach as long as he possibly can now because mm-hmm. he knows he has – he's the one. Pat Mahomes is the guy that's going to take him from the guy that couldn't win a ship to the guy that won all the ships. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, they they got to be the favorite going into next year too. Of course, they're the as long as Mahomes and Andy (laughs) Reid. They're the favorites, Cliff. The nigga wasn't even healthy last year, man. Like people forgot about that. that. Yep. He wasn't even healthy. Yep. Last year was a kneecap injury, right? Yeah. yeah, and he was injured before that. He had been injured before that. Then he hurt his kneecap. Yeah, he's hurt all year. Jesus, look, mm-hmm. you got a chance to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs, this guy's going to make the Chiefs so much money. He's going to make the Chiefs such a marquee franchise. He's going to make their jersey sales go up. They're going to be kids that are not even living in Kansas City that are going to be Chiefs fans. What? How many Chiefs fans do you even know? Currently, right, <laughs> you're gonna watch start that changes. Yep. Good point, so, and that's because of Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? The, the great thing about Mahomes and Lamar, and the shit that's wild about racism at quarterback, 
He said, like, these guys make make the game actually fun yep. to watch. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Breeze and, and Brady and Peyton. But the way they play, it's not – like, the way Brady plays is not like, oh, wow, I can't wait to watch him. No, he's, it's just not that – that's just not the style, right? Not at all. Mahomes is probably the most entertaining player I have seen. Mm-hmm. Right. At, at that position. Well, who's your top five? I mean, I, if we're being realistic, your top five most entertaining quarterbacks right now probably would be a Mahomes, a Lamar, Watson, Russell, and Kyler. Right. And Kyler. Those, that's the five. Those those are the five most entertaining quarterbacks. And honestly. Hey, Cam's back. Cam's back. Cam's oh, back. Cam. Don't Cam's forget about back. Cam's my fault. <laughs> well, yeah. My no, fault, but Cam. I would take, if we're talking about entertainment value only, I would put those five over Cam right now. Oh yeah, but oh, I mean, you say that now, but you just wait. <laughs> That's why I'm not gonna lie. As much as we want to see our team play, I just cannot wait to see Cam in New England. Like that. Oh my gosh. No, listen, mm. I love That's Cam, and I'm hoping only the best things for him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they didn't really give Brady any help, and they didn't give Cam any help. You know what I'm saying? Like at least when I'm watching Kyler, I know he's gonna be throwing to Fitz and Nuke. And oh, no, and no you know Kenyon Drake, like who who does Cam have? Edelman Listen, still? That's it. It's it's not Edelman. That's it. He has Nikhil Harry. They drafted a couple. Yeah, he's working with Nikhil. This, this is all you got to know. This is all you got to remember. The greatest thing that the, that Bella, like what makes Belichick the greatest coach ever? I might even consider him the greatest coach ever in all sports because of one for one main reason. He will always focus on what a player does well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who the player is. There nope. is no such thing as a Belichick player. He can sign any player. Mm-hmm. He has no pre- – he's not like, oh, that player can't play for me because of – no. You come to my team, we we focus on what you do well. Thank you. Period. Not trying yeah. to not trying to uh, just force your West Coast offense. Right, rude. right, right. Like, like well, this what, is what my players do strong, we're going to play to your strengths. We're going to play to your strengths. Period. That's why I, I can't wait to see it. There's, gonna, there's shit that McDaniels can do now that he couldn't. Think about the way McDaniels was with Tebow and all the mm-hmm. shit he had to think about with Tebow. Yep. Cam is going to be very good. I don't know if y'all good. saw that little. There's like a little sit down. It's with Beckham, Cam, Victor Cruz, and uh, Todd Gurley. And Cam goes into all that. He's like, now I know the guy that I'm replacing. Da, 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 da. He's great. He's like, I know he's great. I'm not arguing that. But he's like, Josh McDaniels, you're going to be able to call some plays you ain't never been able to call, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this this, this is going to be interesting to see the playbook that New England's going to roll out with Cam, man. Right. Like, And, and you know they're going to have a different one every week. Like, yep. that is what's so That's what they do. great about Belichick. Man. Yep. It, he can play four, four straight weeks, four completely different football games. You don't know what game plan you're going to get with Cam. Mm-hmm. You don't. Mm-hmm. That's why he's the best, man. People hate that guy, but that motherfucker is the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. that motherfucker. One of the remember what was the story? I think we said this on the podcast last week that he almost came. Like he talked, there was talk that he would come here. That guy could fix any place, man. God, that would have been amazing, but we're too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right about that. I, I think about Belichick and the ways he wins games, and then it's just like every team is different. Like he can figure out anything. Like he shut down the Rams in the Super Bowl two years ago. I remember when I was watching a documentary about the 1990 Giants and the way he shut down the Bills and the Kagan offense. He said that defense, he mm-hmm. just he invented it just that week and mm-hmm. shut down an offense that was historically good. I'm like, how do you even do that? Never going into a game week forcing a system. I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust, right. I'm gonna adapt to what mm-hmm. we can do strong, and I'm gonna find I'm gonna identify your weakness and we're gonna attack right. You. And I'm going to identify our weaknesses as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to find those out. And we're not going to do those things Straight anymore. Straight up. Right. You guys want to speak on Dak's contract real quick? Just since we're all on the topic, I know we talked about that privately. And uh, uh, let's talk about that real quick. fuck going on down Dallas, man? <laughs> God, I'm, I'm not. How are you going to get a deal done now? Unless he just gives you a discount. And you know what's weird about some of the conversations about his contract? It kind of sounds like a shit with Kirk, where they would always make it seem like, oh, well, Kirk, you know, Kirk tried to talk to them directly because he really wants to. That would always come out after the talks were over. Mm-hmm. 
Same shit we're saying with that. Well, you know, Dak at the last minute, he tried to get on the phone with Jerry and say, let's get this deal. It's like, man, who are you fooling here, Dak? Just get paid, man. Stop acting like you're going to take a discount for them if you're not going to, man. Another crazy thing about that, though, like, they're saying, well, we'll bait, we'll see how he does this year and all this other stuff. Like, you just gave him another weapon in CD Lamb. You already had a top three offense. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to boost them because Lord knows I don't fuck with the star. But <laughs> if we're being honest with ourselves, like, chances are Dak's numbers are going to go, they're going to increase. They're going to look even better than they were last year. So, well, well, the price you know, tag is only going to go up, right? The only thing I, I can think that maybe they could be doing, knowing Jerry Jones, is. It's a new coach. We got Mike McCarthy. You haven't had an offseason. If Dak comes out there and struggles, then it can be like, well, see, he might not be a good fit for McCarthy. Right? My thing is, like, why are you handling this the way we handled it? When there's no need to. Yeah. That's what that's what I said. They took a page right out of Bruce's how to mishandle a quarterback playbook. If your goal is to hope that he gives you a better deal in 2021, then you need to hope that he plays worse, which, first off, I don't understand why you would hope that your player would play worse if your goal is to win games. Also, you gave him all these weapons. He has the best, maybe arguably the best wide receiver core in football and also off the line, which is not as good as it's been, but is still at least top 10 and maybe the league's top two or three backfield as well. We're talking about Zeke and um, what, what's the boy that's backing up Zeke? Um, Pollard. Memphis. Yeah, Pollard, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, right. He's just about to enter his prime, and these guys are really, like, they're, <laughs> I don't know what more you need to see. Like, Right, and, and we used to clown Dak on this podcast. So we absolutely. say Dak stunk. We all were dead wrong about Zach, because, I mean, Dak, but because he's actually, like, he's turned – Somewhat of a corner, he's and he's only player, getting man. better. Yeah, I was I, like, Dak was good in college. Like, he had a good year. Then his last year, he wasn't that good. I think he was like injured. I, and then I remember I was gone, and you all told me he was starting. I think I didn't even know Dak was playing. I can't remember where I was, but we had talked, and you guys were like, Dak's gonna be their quarterback. I was like, oh, that's gonna be terrible. Romo got an injury, I think. Yeah. The guys turned that out whole year of saying Romo should go back in or should they should they leave Dak in? Right, but they should have put Romo back in. They fucked that up. Because I think they might they might have won a Super Bowl that year, man. I really think they might have won a Super Bowl that year if they put Romo back in. Well, but glad they didn't. Thankfully, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, we used to hate on. We used to question Dak. Dak mm-hmm. is good. Dak's a good quarterback. But hey, Dallas, keep operating like you are, please, by all means. Right. You don't want to. You don't want to extend this contract. Hey, tag him up. Right. All right. Uh, let's close this podcast. Let's talk a little bit about what's going to be happening next week. Um, it, it's kind of hard even talking about actual camp right now with so much other shit that's going on. Like honestly, like before that presser came out on Friday when it said that camp is going to go on as planned, I hadn't really spent a lot of time even thinking about the actual team. Mm-hmm. Anybody feel me on that? Like it's kind of like yeah, we haven't had a chance to thinking about this shit right now. Haven't had a chance to for one. Too it was much bullshit going on, right? So much bullshit going on, and we didn't really think they'd be starting on time, right? Like we would just sort of just assume that they were gonna delay it. Well, because the country's still in the middle of a pandemic, right? So. Right. We might how dare like that? You know how dare us think that, right? And <laughs> so, I even when they put the release out, I was like, wait, that's next week. Right. The weird shit about the pandemic is that yeah. the the weeks are long. The mm-hmm. months seem to like fly by. They're flying by, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Yep. The yep. days are long as shit. But you like next thing you know, it's fucking August. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually that's a great thing because when it's February and, and it's cold as fuck outside and we're watching the damn uh NFL combine like it's the Super Bowl, I'm like, come on, August. Come on, August. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. hurry up. I haven't been thinking about it. There's been other things that have had my attention. Well, like things pandemic, that actually Black Lives like, Matter yeah. movement. There are bigger know, things going on in the world right now you. besides the Washington yep. Football Club and the NFL. Yep. So, yeah. But now we got to talk about it. We got to actually think about it. Um, the team. 
the team. Uh, well, first off, uh, our thoughts with Kelvin Harmon. I, that's a, that's a huge loss. I was really really pulling for him, not because I thought he was going to be a huge part of the receiving core this year. Honestly, I think that what he brings as a blocker is going to hurt the most as, as opposed to what he brings as a pass catcher. Um, just a physical mentality. And if you think that we're going to be a running team, which I do think we're going to be this year, having him in there, you know, close to the line of scrimmage from a, from a slot receiver, maybe even like as a wing back kind of and blocking on the edge and able to catch passes that that's going to hurt. Cause you can't replicate that with just plugging in other receivers. There's no one else blocks like him. So and like, we're not even saying that he, he had a low ceiling as far as being a receiver, but like, he has a he has a chemistry with passes. Right. Like. No, no, absolutely. And but, you know, he'd worked on his speed this summer and you kind of noticed that he was a little bit more like twitchy in his route. I know it's just you're watching somebody's Instagram highlight video, but he definitely looked like he had gained a step. Um but you remember he was coming on strong towards the end of the year last year. He had like 20 catches. Right. No, what I'm saying is just like games. if you're talking about what is the best way to use somebody like Kelvin Harmon, like what does he do best? Like what's the best way to maximize his talents? Having him block as a receiver is the best thing that he does. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a he was a he was definitely a physical, I mean, he's a, physical player. He's a physical receiver that was going to be you know competing to start opposite McLaurin. Right. It's because he's a young. This is a young player, man. Yeah, Why, man. Like we like this seems to happen a lot with our players, man. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they just like and it seems to happen. During a practice, you know, like this, it just sucks, man. I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. Yep. He he was gonna have an opportunity. To, he was gonna start. Yeah. At least the start of the season, he was more than likely gonna be starting. Um, and no, he's not. That's that's terrible. Yeah. It's, it does suck. Um, but what do they do with the roster spot? I mean, right. See what they do at receiver. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to that in one second. Um. A few podcasts back, we closed the podcast by talking about the position groups and where we rank them in terms of, like, best to worst. So let's just go through that list again one more time, and then we can just spend a couple seconds talking about each group and uh, just the totality and who you think could be a standout in a week or two, like when we're talking about practices, who you think is making some noise. So let's let's go through that list one more time. So I think we had some discrepancies. I think we had a little bit of disagreements on the list. I think we all agree that defensive line is the best. Hands down, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, next. Uh, next. I had linebacker second best. I don't know if you guys agree. And that's contingent on a healthy Ruben Foster, which is a big if, but I expect him to be back. You haven't heard anything to the contrary at this point, so I expect him to be out there on August 28th, or uh, July 20th, I should say. And, you know, hoping he's back 100% is not a realistic uh, uh, guess for him, but I think he can be close to what he was, which is still a hell of a football player. I mean, we obviously we don't know what he's going to be like until he hits, gets back on the field, but like I told you all, he's been, he's been posting his videos, showing his workouts, doing running around, doing his little cardios, this and that. I mean, if he's a healthy player, I mean, he was a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Let's, not, let's not forget who Ruben Foster was for all these injuries and – his off the field incidents was going on. So if he can be healthy and be there, that's an that's an instant impact player. Right. That's uh remember how we used to grade him as blue chips? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a potential blue chip player at the linebacker position if he's healthy. So mm-hmm. I also really like the variety of players that you could look at in that unit and be like, okay, well, he does this well, he does this well, he does this. Like you have Ruben Foster, we just spoke on him. You have Thomas Davis. He provides the veteran leadership and kind of like the voice within the room that actually gets the room together. You know, I like Cole Holcomb and Sean Dean Hamilton, both for their own separate reasons. They both are young players. They're explosive and they seem to be coming into their own. I even like a guy like Kevin Pierre-Louis to a degree, like maybe not as a every down player, but as a pinch starter, if somebody were to go down or somebody who needs to play a handful of snaps a game and, contribute on special teams i like him in that spot um i don't really know what to make of a guy like uh harvey clemens at this point he barely played last year and it kind of seems like he was the last regime's guy so i wouldn't expect him to even be playing much if he makes the roster at all but you know we'll just kind of see where that goes next week um is, is there anybody missing in that group 
No, uh, Nate Archer. Well, you know, yeah, you know, did you mention Bostic? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure. sorry, I didn't mention Bostic. I mean, Bostic. And, uh, what's his name's guy? You're you Michigan boy. Oh, Kalik. But I, I feel Kalik's going to end up replacing Harvey Clemens. I, like you said, that's yep. an old. I don't think Harvey guy. Clemens is making the team. No, nah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he his time here is just kind of. Yeah. It, yeah, that's run its course. I think they the have very similar. Group, they got speed, man. How many years have we been talking about our linebacking core being the slowest or just no athletic, but no sideline to sideline? Like, if you potentially add someone with Foster's ability, that's a sideline to sideline. We know Holcomb has speed. Mm-hmm. Thomas Davis, obviously, he's the older veteran, but he's always been a good sideline to sideline linebacker. So we have we have players that can make plays, man. So, But this is not that. the second best group. Come on. Well, well, I'm glad you said that because I'm actually looking at the list right now. And I had written this list a few weeks ago. I'm looking at it now and I'm like, what's going to replace it? Because there's a very, very sharp drop off after the next group, which I put as running back. But after that, it's like, I I don't know really what to, to make of anybody after that. You can make an argument to put the running backs over. Yeah, there. running backs. The running back group is better than our linebacker group. You think so? Yeah. Let's be honest. If they're all healthy, you still got. Yeah. I mean, well, they, but that's got also a big if. And I know that I just talked about Ruben Foster, like he was yeah. going to be there, and I'm <laughs> sitting here talking about well, if they're healthy. You're right. right you're right but, about that. Okay. All right. Well, let's do that. Let's let's put running backs at two, linebackers at three. But let's talk about the running back group really quick. Um, guys, uh, if he's healthy, he's the guy. You know. I think he has top 10 potential. He's got to stay healthy, period. That, that, that's the bottom line. Peterson, and I think that you're going to be able to get a lot out of somebody. Um, uh, what's, what's my man's name? God, watch it. McKissick. McKissick, McKissick. yeah. yeah. I, I'm really excited about McKissick. I just think that what they're going to ask him to do, especially in Scott Turner's offense, he's going to thrive. You know, as a guy who they can get in space, get him the ball either on a handoff or – on a swing pass or maybe something between the hashes like that. He's going to kill there. He, he's shown that he's been good. He's just been always the odd man out in a numbers group, but now they're actually depending on him. They I mean, they gave are him we, a two-year contract. They're are actually we, have yeah, plans are we for depending him. on him. What does he do that Gibson doesn't do? Well, let's talk about Gibson. I don't know how much Gibson is going to be playing out of the backfield this year, especially now that Harmon is down. He's a running back. Yes, he's a running back. But now you're going to have to find creative ways to use Gibson to make up for the lack of the wide receivers. That's why I said that they're going to count more McKissick this year. I hear, And I hear what you're saying on that. I wouldn't even say – I mean, this goes down to Scott Turner in the offense and being creative. I wouldn't even say it matters where you put him at because ultimately I guarantee you 60% of our plays is going to be a jet sweep motion or a, a quick screen, like move him out of the backfield or bring him across the mo- – bring him across the um, formation to get him – I mean, it's going to be different scenarios where you're going to move them around. And, I mean, when it comes to McKissick and Gibson, you could put both of them out at wide receiver because they both played that position. Or you could motion them out the backfield. I mean, that, exactly. It, it's all about the creativity that Scott Turner comes up with with the offense. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I think the two wild cards of this group are Bryce Love and Peyton Barber. And here's what I'll say about Peyton Barber. I think that if for any reason Bryce Love or Geis are hurt, then Barber's the next guy. I think if they're both healthy, then Barber is gone. At this point, you haven't heard anything but negative from Bryce Love. I would be surprised if he makes a team. Maybe he's a pup guy. I, I just you haven't heard enough that he is going to be healthy to have faith that he's going to actually. Well, we haven't heard it. anything. Yeah, we haven't really heard anything about Bryce Love. Though. For all we know, he could be healthy. We haven't heard like a word. <laughs> yeah. What's the last but time I heard you about Bryce Love? I, I I know that JP Finley was asked about it on a podcast not too long ago, maybe like a few months back. And his reaction was pretty much the same thing that we had just said, that you've heard anything about him. So I don't know how much faith you could have a guy that you'd never have heard from. The last thing you heard from is that he's banged up and he needed another surgery. And you haven't heard anything positive since. So it's like, what do you actually know? The additional surgery was something that they basically had said when he got drafted that was going to be possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, we haven't heard anything because he hasn't said anything. Right. I can't even think of like an actual of an interview with Bryce Love anywhere, right? So, yeah, I feel like if we're gonna play like the whole like if everybody's healthy game, then the guy's making the team, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, of course, when it comes to his talent. In, yeah, fact, in fact, <laughs> if he is healthy, he can start. He will be our best back. That is my prediction. Write that shit down. 
Mm. If that guy is healthy, put it in cash. He's gonna be our best running back. <laughs> I think I <laughs> said think that about last that. Year. I mean, if you have a healthy guys and love cliff, that's a one-two punch. I don't give a damn who starts. Like, right here, love, take the ball. Next play, bring guys in. Like, there's so much you can do with both of them, right? Because they both. I mean, at the college level, I mean, love was dominant. Let's be honest. And Geis was dominant at LSU, so right. it all boils down to health, man. Right. You have a lot, we'll find out. You have a lot of high ceiling guys in that room. Mm-hmm. It's just can they stay healthy? And yep. And then, you, and then you got old faithful. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, it, the, the reason I say the running back group is better than the linebacker group is because there is no AP of the linebackers, right? Like Peterson is an all-time back. Who's still pretty good? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> clearly. And, <laughs> and so, the, the question marks with the other guys. Those the guys like McKissick. McKissick might not make the team. I don't know why we assume he's going to make the team. Well, they were. They, the assumption is that he was going to fill in the Chris Thompson role as your third down back. Right, but in a but dude, in the world where guys is healthy, AP and guys is all you're going to see. Yeah, because guys could be a three-down back. Yeah, if we being realistic, like, I think in a world where guys is healthy, all we're gonna see is AP and guys, and with with like with a mixture in of a Gibson, like whenever it, it, it makes sense. But that goes back to the creativity as far as you know Scott Turner moving him around because you know all the jet sweeps he used to do with uh what's the kid Samuel that was down with the Panthers yeah, yeah. moving DJ Moore around out the backfield moving McCaffrey out the backfield getting a quick screen like. It's a lot that can be done within that offense. We, I mean, we have playmakers. Right. So, no, absolutely. Tough. And like, like I mentioned, I think just with the how thin the wide receiver room is now and continues to get thinner, that you're going to see Gibson doing a lot more stuff in the wide receiver role be, out of sheer necessity at this point. Yeah. Let's move on to defensive backs. I think that's the fourth best group right now. And that's not saying much because we have nothing but questions at cornerback. Obviously, Landon Collins is one of the best safeties in the NFL. I'm excited to see how they're going to use him. I know that he is not best when he's used the way the Minuski was using him, which can be said for a lot of players on the team. But I, I do have faith that they're going to figure out a way to use him and uh, let him maximize his talent. Uh, free safety, who knows? Who knows? You have Sean Davis and you have Troy Apke. Uh, Don't forget about the Shades. Well, he's uh, a close-to-line sort of box safety. Like, he's not going to compete for Start free safety, is he? I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's he's played both, right? I mean, he's played both, right? But I think ideally, you'd like either Apke or Sean Davis to win that job. Ideally, yeah. ideally, I want the best player. So <laughs> I don't really care where they're from. Right. Listen, all I'm gonna say is Troy Apke. I think you can make. I think you can end up starting this year. Sean Davis, we'll see. Like to me, Sean Davis and Apke have the same question marks. Sean Davis, we like him here because he's from he went to Maryland, right? So we give him a lot of benefit of doubt. After he went to Penn State, I get it. I don't really give a shit about those things, but I feel like other people around here do. It's an open competition. We'll see, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't also, see why Apke can't. I don't see why Apke's any less capable of winning that job than Davis is. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I, I think you bring in a guy like Davis, hoping that he becomes the player that he was when you drafted him in the second round four years ago. But who actually knows? Like, Sean Davis hasn't done anything to give you confidence that he's going to win that job. Apke, on the other hand, was one of the most explosive athletes at the Combine two years ago. We knew that he'd be a project. Well, now it's year three. If he comes out here and acts like he is, like has a clue how to play defense, you mix that with his pure raw ability, maybe you have something. But I think that job is wide open. Whoever's the best player is in August is going to win that job. Nobody's going to Oh, that job, that job is definitely wide open. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm excited to see Landon in this defense because I'm going to go back to Del Rio with the TJ Ward role. Like, mm-hmm. I'm expecting Landon to be in that box, and I'm expecting Landon to be blitzing. I'm expecting Landon to be making big plays in this defense. So I, I am very excited to see Landon next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cornerbacks. I mean, we didn't even mention Kendall Fuller in the whole free safety conversation, but I – Fully expect to see him back there from time to time. Maybe not full time free safety. Not. You don't. I actually don't. You don't. I, don't. I don't think we had. I think they were able to move him around a lot more because they had Matt Bell. 
he's playing with Tyron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they were able to move. Around. I don't think I don't think we have good enough DB. But also their corners on the outside they allowed them to move Fuller deep a couple times because they had Breeland and I forget the other. They had another corner that was pretty decent in Kansas City. Mm, what's his name? I'm looking up. But with us not, I don't think cornerback is a strength on our roster, so you don't really want to put Fuller. You know, you're going to need him on the outside and it's the end of play slot. So, right. uh, uh, Chavarius Ward, Chavarius Ward, and Breland. <laughs> I mean, they were they were they were solid. Wait, hold on. Yeah, but but Tyrant played a lot of corner. He did. You still have huge question marks with Fabian Moreau. Um, you have um, Ronald Darby on the roster. That's another guy that's a huge question mark. If he's healthy, which he never is, can he just be a league average cornerback? And I think if you do that combined with the front, then you have something. But these are all huge question marks at this point. And we can't sit here and say that it's going to work out. You just hope they do enough that there is not bombs away when you face the likes of the Dallas's and the Eagles of the world. You know, kind of like we were were talking about earlier with Belichick and stuff like playing the strengths like that's what del rio and rivera are kind of known for when it comes to defense they know they usually play to their players strengths they're not going to ask landon collins to be playing deep safety and trying to guard deshaun jackson week one you know what i mean like right they they, they should be putting the corners in position to make plays right okay uh also i think the other thing with our corners real quick paul is that we are not we are fortunate that we are not in a division where there's like the quick passing offenses that teams in our division like to drop back and but like definitely that's, so they're not gonna have time to do that. I think the corners will be hurtful for us when we play against the breezes in the break like the the Brady's, the guys who are getting the ball out quick because mm-hmm. our DBs just aren't gonna be able to win those battles. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially with our front line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. All right. Uh, the next group I had, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to put wide receivers at five because the group is so, is so thin. But honestly, I better show McLaurin some respect, bro. Well, I mean, yeah, he's like the, ro- the rose that grew out of a pot of dirt at this point. You know what I'm saying? It's just like he's the, clearly the best player, maybe on the offense for sure in that group. But then you have. Steven Sims, who is, you know, obviously is ascending into a quality slot receiver and a bunch of question marks. You have AGG. You have maybe Cody Latimer. You have Trey Quinn. And then you have a bunch of guys that, I mean, undrafted. Isaiah Wright, who I do like Isaiah Wright. You know, no disrespect to him. But are you really going to count on a fourth-round pick from Liberty and an undrafted free agent from Temple to be your third and fourth receiver? It just kind of seems like that group. Hey, I hear you, Paul. But like y'all, like y'all told me last year, y'all told me about Steve Sims. Who would have thought? So you never know. You might have an undrafted free agent like Isaiah Wright. And who, who's our special teams coach again? Ben Kotwick or something like that? Yeah, yeah. He's already mentioned Isaiah Wright when he had his little press Zoom meeting. And that's funny because they haven't even worked with these players yet. So, I mean, for all we know, we could have another surprise as far as the undrafted player step step in and have a major role on offense. I mean, we just lost Armin, so. Somebody's got to step up. We haven't added a veteran. So. Also, you know what I'm doing? I'm buying some Trey Quinn stock. Uh, what? I'm doing. <laughs> right? Everybody's sold on him. Everybody's moved on. Right? People started just like written Trey Quinn off. Let's see what Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn got to make the team now. That's the, I'm not even – Cliff, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't even – I mean, Trey could be a solid receiver. No, I'm I saying – last year my thing was more – I kind of felt Steve Sims should have been getting more opportunities oh, no, 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 because no. he was showing what a little I'm more flash. People like Quinn and Cam Sims were like, "You're you really are on the bubble now. Like you yeah. really might get cut." I feel like one of those two is gonna <clears throat> surprise people in camp. That that's my prediction. That, that Paul's that's man, true. Darvin Kidsey's in the mix. I, I like Darvin Kidsey at times. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they should honestly sign somebody. I think that they need they to sign somebody. Um, let me let me pull up the list of free agent wide receivers real quick while we're on this topic. I I, I don't know. Um, but has anybody heard anything from Cody Latimer? Like the whole thing with his legal issue? I I honestly haven't. I thought for sure that he'd be cut months later. He hasn't been. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. 
Well, didn't they say the situation or the person that he did? I forget the whole scenario. Don't don't hold me to this. But didn't they say it had something to do with like his kid, and that's why he went after that person or something like that? Yeah, not condoning it, but right, well, it's not as bad as they thought it was originally. I don't know. Also, so many things have happened since that. <laughs> that Amy's like disappeared. No yeah. one even thinks about it. Yeah, that story's on the back page now. And he has a good opportunity to get some snaps. Mm-hmm. Current free agent. Wide receivers. Josh Gordon, A.B., Demarius Thomas. Can't say on Antonio Brown. That's that's now not even on the table. <laughs> it's like, like I'm being straight out. Like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Be considered at this point. So, like, <sighs> given what just happened, like, oh, given shit. that story, that is not even on the table. Not up for discussion. Um, uh, maybe... <sighs> Didn't Jermaine Curse have a really ugly injury last time he played? Yeah, I thought he did. Yeah, when he was on, he was on the Jets, Jets, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like somebody mentioned like Jerry's right or something. Jerry's right, down, yeah. Was he down Carolina? Well, yeah, he has the connection to, to Scott Turner in Carolina. Yeah. So I guess I don't Chester Rogers. I I don't know. I, I don't know who any of these guys could actually come in. But you're not asking these guys to be your number one or two receiver. You just need a guy who actually can play. And be so a veteran that you can plug. Yeah, in. yeah. But I think you're also looking for someone who can. <clears throat> they don't have to like necessarily start. I think it needs to be someone who can actually make mm-hmm. the team. You know what I mean? Well, did anybody sign Paul's man, Paul Richardson? Nope, he's still he's still a free agent. <laughs> yeah, because he stinks. Mm. <laughs> um, you know who I like? Who's always he's always a free agent too? It's Dontrell yep. Inman. I was just scrolling past his name too. <laughs> Isn't he a local kid too? I think he's a Virginia guy. Yeah. He, might, he might be. Uh, yep, yeah, University of Virginia. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, he's always a free. He's always available. Every time I see him on teams, he always seems to be catching. I'm gonna use well, He's always available, Cliff, because he's probably not good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Very fair. Honestly, um, I, I, he was in Carolina last year too. I, Chris Hogan, like he's not gonna blow anybody away. But if you're looking for someone who yeah, can just make, I could see one of those Panther signings. No, nah, I'd sign Demarius or Jarius Wright. Yeah, I'd sign Demarius or Jarius mm. Wright. I have no problem with that. But I, I think you need to add somebody because the group as is. If something were to happen to McLaurin, I'm knocking on all the wood right now. Yeah, don't even speak it into existence. Just don't even say But it. what <laughs> are you going to do if that were to happen? You're going to go out there with Sims and fucking AGG as you're starting ones and twos? Like, no, you need somebody who can actually go out there and play if need be. Like, you can't just go into the season. Unless something crazy happens this preseason where I'm talking about AGG blows you away, then I think you got to add somebody. I mean, that would just be amazing if he could do that, AGG. Yeah. All right. Next group on the list. Uh, I put quarterback. You know, I, I don't think that we need to talk too much about that. I just, I'm putting that just on the strength of I think Haskins is about to have a breakup season. Since we haven't seen it yet, I couldn't put higher on the list. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk Haskins. Uh, what do you guys think? Go ahead, Cliff. Let him. Let it be known. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get you to start on this one. Let it be known. <laughs> Listen, I. I think this is obviously predicated on health across the board, right? And there need to be a lot of things that happen. I know the offense is is considered to be really bad. And on paper, our offense looks like garbage. Like let's mm-hmm. be real. I think this guy is about to. He's not gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those things where everybody else acts surprised, but we're the people that know, mm-hmm. they know. I don't think people watch enough of him. I think he's about to have a breakout year, and with the breakout season, the whole opinion on him is gonna change because I don't really understand what they're seeing that I'm not. When it comes to Haskins. I feel like a lot of them are looking at the tape when he would come in. Remember when the Giants game and the Vikings game and the Buffalo game that he started? Like, nobody actually, you know, did they actually watch him play versus, even though the team performed bad, the Detroit game was beginning where he started to show signs. 
like, okay, he's improving. Then the Eagles and the Giants game towards the end of the season when clearly we saw, okay, this this brother right here can play quarterback. Like, yeah, he looked comfortable. Exactly. It's 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 just all a matter of him being comfortable in the pocket. And I mean, it's year two, so you know the thing is for me, I I my opinion on Haskins, like I have been steadfast that I thought he was gonna be a good player, but the Bills game actually made me optimistic. That's when I was like, okay, we're gonna be fine, dude. Our offense, talent wise, was garbage. Yeah. We weren't gonna move the ball versus the Bills, right? But he was hanging in there, yep. man. Like, I, I I developed. That's when I started getting a little more confident in uh, his future, mm. man. I think he's gonna be a very good quarterback. And listen, the last two. I'm not saying he's gonna be Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. So I don't want people to say. Any of that shit to me. But the last two off seasons, both of those guys, no one spoke a word about. Mm-hmm. The person came out of nowhere. Everybody assumes it's going to be Kyler Murray. Or That's usually not how it goes. Yep. It's usually someone you weren't expecting. Because mm-hmm. that was Drew Locke. Drew Locke's the high Took man. the words right out of my mouth. Yep. I think it's going to be Haskins. I agree. I'm with you on that. And I, I don't want to sound like a homer. Because I, I think that Outside of this town, he gets shit on way more than he should. I think just like the whole, well, the Redskins stink. We've mm-hmm. seen Haskins stink, so that means he just stinks. And that's just, we're, we're closing the book on Haskins, which is really unfair. And if you listen to a lot of the guys who study quarterbacks around the league, if you like the guys who are quarterback like uh, analysts, they all mm-hmm. say the same thing about Haskins. Like, this guy has a lot of upside. And you saw yep. a lot of it last year. So I don't know where this narrative that Haskins is a bum is coming from. He's clearly not a bum. He clearly has more upside it's, than Daniel Jones. Right. Clearly has more. It's funny. All the all the QB people have him second behind mm-hmm. Kyle. Right? The me the nationally he's considered what fourth? Yep. And like clearly fourth. Mm-hmm. There'll probably be some dumbass will be like Gardner Minshew's better. Oh, they're saying. Oh, that. did you see yeah. some in? It was on Twitter like two days ago, I think. Like, I, I, somebody, sent it, I sent it to you. All. Yeah, somebody on CBS was like, he's out of all the quarterbacks from that class last year. He's the only one that I'm sure won't be good. I'm like, are you serious? Haskins saw it. He said, noted. Because hmm. <laughs> that's just wild to me. Man. Because they, it, like you said, they crowned Drew Locke. I don't. I don't remember how many games Drew Locke started last year, but. All of a sudden, he's about to just just flourish. Like, it's crazy how they grade these players, man. But like you said, Paul, a lot of that goes back to Haskins plays for the Redskins. Anything associated with the Redskins is just considered bad, and it's trashy. You don't have no hope. There's no nothing. So he's going to surprise a lot of people, man. I, also, the cell phone thing that didn't. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, don't think I did. I don't think I forgot about that, Dwayne. Well, the thing about. <laughs> I'm just keeping it. I, that is going to be in your permanent record yeah. for the next couple of years. It's just going to be in. Yeah. But it's funny because that's, that's the game that Rivera always brings up. He talks about how the team needed two scores, and in that in that hurry up, that drill, that fourth quarter, that was that was that's what you want to see from your starting quarterback, man. This nigga took a selfie. Man. I mean, outside of the selfie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. All I'll say is thank God that happened like last year. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of clown yeah. shit was able to go on because the whole 2019 operation was fuckery. So thank God that didn't happen like any other year. Like if that happened this year, it would be a way bigger deal because Rivera would have his ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, but but so like I am not even personally critical of that shit. Like it was stupid. It was dumb of him to do, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. But you know one thing I will say about Haskins is he is a very enthusiastic guy. He's passionate in about a, the game, like, man. He, in, in a way that, like, we are we haven't really had at that position. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he was happy we won. Our players generally don't look that happy. Nope. Them got shit to be happy. About. You remember when he was on the sideline trying sick. to ask the old lineman, "What can I do to help you? Like, like what, can, what? What do you need from me? What do you want from me?" And then there was a few of the media trying to switch it. Like, well, maybe he shouldn't be talking to it. Like, no, he's passionate about the game. The dude truly wants right. to win, bro. Like, that's what you want from your quarterback. Yeah, Urban Meyer had talked about what a great leader Haskins was at Ohio State, and last year you didn't really see that because, well, one, he was unprepared. 
two of the team was just garbage, but you still saw him just having these moments where he's just flashing leadership on a horrible mm-hmm. team. I think if yep. things go well for Haskins this year, you're going to see his confidence just start growing and growing. And not only that, you're going to see the confidence from his teammates in him grow and grow, exactly. and, grow and him become yep. the voice of the offense and the guy who is the leader of the offense. Mm-hmm. As it should be, as it should be. But I think you're going to see that just start just manifesting in other ways. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Olan. Uh, Olan. What can I say about the O-line besides inconsistent and unexperienced outside of Brandon Sheriff, uh, who, you know, has been banged up, but he's still one of the quality guards in the league. You you have to figure out a contract for him long-term. I'm not confident that's going to happen. I'm not even confident they want that to happen at this point, but that's a conversation for another day. Morgan Moses got to play better, flat out. Got to play better. The other three spots, totally up for grabs. I, I don't know heads and tails with them because I have no idea who could win any of those three spots. I don't even know if a guy like Sadiq Charles is going to be playing guard or tackle come next week. I have no idea. Right, but you know what? It, at least this is these are battles. These, these are position battles between young, generally young players. Yep. It's like a mix of young players and guys who've already mm-hmm. Yep. I think the O-line is going to be unheralded, but it could end up surprising people. These are not terrible players. We've had terrible players on our O-line before, man. Trash. <laughs> Step on so, hires of the world and shit. Like, I am, I am, it, it looks a little deeper than it's been, mm-hmm. essentially. Why, why can't Wes Martin be the fucking left mm-hmm. guard? Right? Why, why can't it be left, left guard, um, West Martin and then left tackle Sadiq Charles. So, I, mean, I think ideally that's what you would want. My biggest concern the O line is the right tackle. Well, let me, I, frankly, I'm glad you he said stinks. that. What I, he stinks. He we and I'm not sitting here trying to defend Morgan Moses, but I heard Doc Walker say the other day, this is the first time in four years Morgan Moses is not having an offseason surgery. Like that, I mean, that can truly affect a player if all you're doing is rehabbing in the offseason. I'm not giving him an excuse because. Lord knows we've seen that right leg drop, but we've like, where the fuck is the false start penalty or holding call? We know it's on 76. Like, hmm. hopefully him having an offseason where he's not rehabbing from something will help him improve his game. Um, it could be a lot worse on the right tackle side where you could have somebody who is just completely inexperienced. We've seen Morgan play well at times, so hopefully that helps his situation. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to take When is the last time you saw Morgan Moses playing? I mean, that I, I hear you. That's what I said. I'm not going to sit here and cake for him, but I guess it could be a lot worse is what I'm trying That man has not played well since he got paid. But plain and simple, I'm not saying the two are connected. I just think the guy's play has dropped off. He's been injured a lot. That could probably have a reason. That could probably be something to do with it. He has been a liability. Three years now. Mm-hmm. Holds. False starts. Fucking blown protections. People kicking your ass for whole games. Demarcus Lawrence destroys you. He cannot block Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence shits on that guy every time we play him. I mean, he's not lying, though. He's not lying. Demarcus Lawrence's best games are versus Morgan Moses. He can't wait to see Morgan Moses. Yeah. That... I'll be honest. So you from down here? Keith Ishmael to step up, man. I think Keith Ishmael is going to step up and take one of these starting roles, whether that's his center or somewhere on that left side of the line. I think he's going to be the one to surprise us. Nothing against Chase Rouillet, but well, I, I think I think that Keith they drafted Keith Ishmael to take Chase's job because I think Chase's contract is up next year, and I don't think Chase has really done anything to warrant a contract extension unless he wins this job and actually plays pretty well this year. I mean, I. I, I think really I think he's a decent player. He's a decent player. We, yeah, I mean, we took the guy. 20, he was a late round pick, twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. He's the only lineman we have that actually plays in the games. The biggest problem with our linemen is they're always hurt. He's the only one that, whether it's Trent, fucking who was the left Laval? Oh my god, mm-hmm. Laval, Morgan Moses, Brain Sheriff, injured, injured always, all the time. Yep. He's the only one that isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, has anybody mentioned Cornelius Lucas yet? What if he comes on and becomes the right tackle? I mean, I'm. That would be fucking beautiful. Yeah, that'd be great. Please. Please do it. 
Please. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I, I would love I would love for someone to put together YouTube clips of Morgan Moses holding penalties that have stopped first downs. I just want to see them. Uh, who who had the holding play? penalty on the Haskins bomb to McLaurin that was called back? Uh, it's probably fucking it was, Moses. it was either Moses or Sheriff. It was one of those two. I'm almost certain. Jeez. And you too, Sheriff. You know, Sheriff's got to show Sheriff me. has a lot of – he has holding issues. I love him. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, a huge you, fan. You have – he gets a lot of accolades. Yeah. I need to see you play at an all-pro level. Yeah. Man. And I know you guys have question marks about Sadiq, but I, I truly feel like Sadiq is going to some kind of way take that left tackle position. I know he's young. I know he hasn't had an offseason, but – to well, be a starter at LSU like that, you get suspended at LSU, and you're still the starting left tackle. I think you have some talent so, in, in there that can be pulled out. So, so I think number he's seventy-four, take. number seven. Yeah, I was waiting for somebody to bring him up. I was waiting for somebody to mention. What the him. fuck, man! You can't be this fucking bad. There's no way. There's no way. Yep. You're not this bad. You know no what? Way. You know what worried me most about Jerron Charles I mean, Jerron uh, Christian. I remember the day we drafted him. Right, I turned on Twitter. Twitter folks are immediately saying, what a bum. What, what a bad pick. <laughs> I turn on ESPN, or whoever it is on ESPN, I think it's uh, um, uh, Mel Kuyper, is showing a YouTube clip, and he says he does a good job of ushering the defensive end around Lamar Jackson. I'm like, nigga, how hard is that? <laughs> I don't actually see him blocking anybody. Something tells me Jerron Christian is more fit to play on the right side. Just throwing that out there. No, you, no, I'm not sure you're fit to be playing football. I mean, that could be possible, too. Okay. Look. I just don't trust him. To... You, you're going to be a bouncer. So. You can't trust him to be protecting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust him, Cliff, to be protecting my quarterback's blind side. So, that's why I would say let's try him out I, on the right. Because the left. got to be better than this. <sighs> well. he got to be. You know, in the perfect world, he ends up being a left tackle. Sadiq Charles left guard. And then that's our lock. Well, no, Morgan Moses, yeah. you got it. So Morgan Moses is not a right tackle. He cannot be our right tackle to start the season. Okay. I don't, I'm, I am more concerned about right tackle than I am any position on this. Six. He has stuck. Hey, if we get to week one and Moses is out there getting his ass busted, I swear. I can't take him anymore. <laughs> you know, if, honestly, if he didn't commit penalties and just was out here getting his ass whooped, I'd be like, okay, oh. you're just not – not only do you get dominated, you full start all the time because you're terrified. Or if we pick up a nice 20-yard game holding 76 holding. all Bring day. it back. Like, Bring it you're back. fucking up any good drive. Like, Why did we even run to your uh, side? Yeah. You're going to hold the guy. Why are we running over mm-hmm. here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, last group, tight ends. And uh, what can I say about the tight end group besides it's a who's who of who cares? Uh, it, it, it's just a bunch of guys that best case scenario wouldn't be most teams number two tight end, let alone their starter. I will say this about them, of least Thaddeus Moss, the guy that, you know, we brought in as an un- undrafted free agent. I think that he is a guy that fans are excited about. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be exciting to watch play, but I think he actually could be our starter, which is crazy to say. But, you know, you have Jeremy Springer coming back. Logan Tom, uh, Thomas, they, they keep talking about Logan Thomas, like he could actually be a, a weapon in this offense. Richard Rodgers has one catch over two years, but has a good history when he's with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Hale Hench is our guy from last year, who has to show, th- show some things out, uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah, you're gonna get surprised. There's a player that is gonna. Surprise. I was gonna say they left by Cliff Man Sprinkle. Come on, man. Wait, wait, wait. Because <laughs> I'm not. Uh, let me tell you something. Sprinkle is he's an okay player, but the be- he actually played better as the season went on. He did. Getting the year, he was garbage. He mm-hmm. Playing it simple, you stay. I'm gonna tell y'all right now, Logan Thomas. Gonna surprise. He's got some talent, man. He got some talent. He's gonna surprise people. I, I, I have a. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly optimistic. I'm not gonna talk about fantasy, <laughs> but I think, I think he's gonna surprise people, man. I I'm, sneaky if the team has to do a, a tight end by committee where you put them in certain situations with Logan and Daddy. No, he's gonna start. Sprinkle. I think he's gonna be our starting. Yeah, player. I can see that too. 
I'm just saying, like, in certain passing situations where you might feel more comfortable putting Sprinkle in or in blocking situations, like they said with Thaddeus Moss, because they say he excels in blocking. Like, I'm okay with that. We don't, you don't have to have a, well, it would be great if you had a top tier tight end one, but if you got to go by committee for a year or so, so be it. But I will say, I don't expect anything from Richard Rodgers. I just think he's washed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Yeah. But I, it would be foolish to expect somebody who hasn't played pretty much in two years. Uh, yeah. But like you said, like I, I do think that's a viable option right there because they do say Thad Moss is a great blocking tight end. He actually thrives there. He, like, it's, he takes a lot of pride. They in say blocking. he has a passion for blocking, right. bro. Like, you sure he's going to make the team? I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't think. He, I actually don't think he's going to make the team. You don't think so? Well, we're going to keep, we gonna keep three so. tight ends, right? Yeah, but... It, I think it's gonna be Thomas Sprinkle Hankins. Jerry's making the team. I don't. I, I don't I, know if he definitely <laughs> is Cliff because one, that's the last regime's guy, which doesn't really mean much when you're short at tight end. But also, you say he played better last year. Did he? He did. No, he did. He did. Do you remember the he played hey, better what, down the stretch? Cliff, there were a few games when we just watched Sprinkle flat out drop. The football. Do you remember that that? Do you remember the Carolina game when, yes. when? Oh, I think that's what I was thinking. Of. Of, like avoided yep. a rush on third and like nine, and he was like mm-hmm. he's like and wide he right between the eight and the seven. He fumbled that joint like Rod Gardner. I was like, oh I'm my like, god, I could have caught that. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm gonna be fair to Sprinkle. It was his first year playing. Now <laughs> I'm just being fair to the man. It was his first year, right? Oh, he. He, I, I felt like he, I'm not saying he was fucking Keith Jackson out here. <laughs> I, I felt like. Zeron Flemish, the rash. He, he, was, he was playing okay. I think he's going to make the team. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even want to, I'm not trying to fry Sprinkle. Like, he's a, he could be, how do I put it? He's a 6'5", six, six, like 260. He's got a good frame yeah. for a tight end, man. He's got the, he's got the physical. Yeah. Like, I think he's going to. They're gonna be like surprised by how how he moves. Yeah. He's a big dude, yeah. man. They just gotta add some stick him to them gloves or something because fucking catch the ball, nigga. God. God. <laughs> Sprinkle could be your blocking tight end, and Logan Thomas could be your every down like flex tight end, and then mm-hmm. some of the Hale Hensons could be a guy who does a little bit of both. He's shown he can do a little bit of both. If you do that, then you can find ways to mask the group and not make them a total liability. You make it look predictable on offense, but they don't have to be a liability. It's just can somebody step up and be the guy who yeah. does each one of those things well? Like, don't be a guy who is your blocking tight end that can't block. Like, how Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis were out there on third and one. Just getting well, you know they're not blocking nobody. Blocking not a soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just figure it out. Make that work. But, you know, it's just like we, we got to see it because you have a bunch of guys I mean, we're talking about Logan Thomas like he wasn't a quarterback two years ago. Like, he, he barely played tight end. I think yeah. he can play, but he's barely played. Just got to see it. Got to put it put it together somehow. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's all I got, guys. Uh, if we somehow drop new <laughs> uniforms, we'll do an emergency pod. When we're Manassas Marauders, we'll have an emergency podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I pretty hey, man, if I see anything alert, any alert that says they are officially changed their name to the Washington Monuments, I'm gonna need y'all to come searching for me. Man, because... <laughs>